This is Spirituality Unpacked with Laura Bungars. For more information, please visit my website at spiritualityunpackedalloneword.com. It's Laura. Happy Thursday. How are you? I hope you are well and that you've been having a good week so far. So today I wanted to do kind of a little sort of intro podcast, a little kind of primer into who I am and how I got here and what the heck and how did you come up with all this crazy stuff you talk about, woman? So we're going to talk about that. Because you know what? I thought I'm like 45, 46 episodes into this and I thought, you know what, I really haven't introduced myself or reintroduced myself in quite a while. And so it was time to do that. So let's get into it. How did this, what the heck happened? So um, I I guess you could say I I had a moment. Um, I, I had one of those what they call awakening moments where I had sort of an epic meltdown mass amounts of pain, everything that I had bottled up for years kind of came up to the surface, flooded through like think volcano style. (laughs) I had this epic moment of pain. And in that moment, and it, this is this is stuff that's hard to explain, and it's hard to it's hard to explain in in a blog, especially, which is what I've tried to do over the over time. But how much my belief system in that moment, because I'd grown up Roman Catholic, and my belief system fell out the bottom of the bucket. It was like it, it was like a trap door opened, and the belief system went down, <laughs> and that was it it was gone and i can remember in that moment this is going to sound wild but i can remember in that moment i went onto google and i started googling religions i went looking i i I asked google for a belief system is what i did i asked google for a belief system because i didn't have one the roman catholic beliefs that i'd grown up with didn't make a whole bunch of sense to me Life was a mess. It was a disaster. And so I, I, was, I was miserable and I needed, I needed a change. Now, I, I, did, I did what I, what I was prone to doing, what I, what I normally did in that moment. Within 48 hours, I up and moved out. I moved me and the kids in with my parents. You know, like I totally like destroyed my life. I I set a bomb off and I blew everything up and I destroyed everything in the process and and within like a week. My whole life was different within a few days because I just sort of blew it all up. I was done. And that that was that was my that was a coping mechanism for me. That wasn't the first time I had done that. When I wanted to move the mountain, I just pushed the mountain and it moved. I did not that was how I lived. When life got too much, I just blew it up and started again. But the thing is, is when you do that and you're not healed or you're not healing, you're always creating from pain. So I continued to create, 
I, I didn't create from pain at that point anymore. I kind of stopped creating from pain, or at least a little bit. Some of it stopped. Like, I feel no need to blow up my life right now. You know what I mean? So it, it sort of, some of that stopped. But when you're not doing the work, you will just sort of recreate or put back what you destroyed, and then you'll do it again. So there, there's a cycle that was happening there, and that was certainly true for me. So in the Googling of religions, I stumbled on Buddhism. And from Buddhism, I kind of tripped into this bucket now that I call spirituality, which is sort of a, I call it a smorgasbord buffet menu of beliefs and ideas and things that, that you come to over time, right? As you heal and you pick these new ideas up and whatever. So, and I found teachers like Wayne Dyer and Eckhart Tolle and Deepak Chopra. And, and it was in this period that I picked up my first deck of tarot cards because I had read. I knew I was intuitive. My intuition had turned on. I could start to hear the spirit world. So I was starting to talk to dead people. <laughs> which is a lot of fun, by the way. And so I picked up tarot cards because I knew that they would help me hear. They would help me tune the radio that is clairaudience or hearing, quote unquote, the spirit world. Using cards for me is more of an intuitive process and less about book meanings. So there you are. That was the beginning. That was the beginning of the chaos. How did I end up in a meltdown moment? My childhood, my, my, my mother specifically, more so than my father, but my mother had settled. She had given up her power. She had rolled over. She was one of those, one of, one, one of many women, I'm sure, in her, in her time. She was told she didn't need a post-secondary education because all she was going to be was a stay-at-home mom. My mother is actually a very intelligent woman, and she wasn't allowed to go to post-secondary education and get a degree. She wasn't allowed to do some of those things. And so she had created a life based on this idea that she was supposed to settle into kind of being a homemaker. She did work somewhat when I was eight for a few years. She, she worked um, for a while, and eventually she retired. and. She's in her 80s now, but she, she retired and, and, you know, whatever. she. But the job wasn't anything that required too much from her, right? Like she was just a secretary and it wasn't, you know. And, and, I, and I don't say that to, to sound like she was just doing this, you know, kind of job. If that's what you do, that's fine. But, and, it, and if you like it, that's the point, right? So, but she, this wasn't something she enjoyed. It wasn't what she wanted to do, right? Like she loved history and stuff like that. And so she always had other things that she wanted to do. She's one of those people that was really good at Trivial Pursuit because she always had all this crazy dumb knowledge in her head. No idea why she had all these crazy facts in her head, but she did. So she was always really good at things like Trivial Pursuit. So anyway, because my mother had lived this life and, and that was her wound, that was her trauma, she kind of, unintentionally, but she passed it on to me. And, and so I put my power away. <laughs> And I started to try to create a life that I didn't want for myself. And, and that resulted in sort of the epic failure that I, that I had created for myself in this awakening moment that I'd had, and on we go. So, but how did I get to here? 
how did I get to this, what I'm teaching these days and what I talk about and, and, and all of this stuff. So it's been a process. So the first few years of what I was doing was me doing tarot cards. It was me be, being an energy healer. So the energy healing came on a few years ago while I was traveling a little bit. And so I, I connected with the, with the grid in the earth. There's an energy grid below your feet, folks. If you, if you don't know that yet, there is an energy grid down there. And so I was able to connect to it and uh, tune in. And then I realized that I could intuitively, I got this idea that I could um, connect to people's energy fields and I could see chakra systems and I could see past lives and I could see all of your connections and all of their connections. And it's like six degrees of separation on steroids, guys. It really is six degrees of separation on steroids. I can see everybody's connection to everybody else, basically. So whether you're aware of them or not, I know they're there, right? Um, so, but I can find anybody that you can, that you can bring to me, pretty much anybody, right? So that's kind of a neat, that's kind of a neat gift. That, that's, that, that's, that, that's kind of a cool one to play with. But it, so I, I worked through that process and I, I started out, my business started out, I was sort of hiding behind things, right? I didn't want to talk about myself yet. So that was one of the things that I had to work through <laughs> and want to talk about myself, right? So I started to hide behind things. I, I hid behind things like tarot cards and energy readings because that was easier. And then I got this call to, to start sharing my life. And at first it was the drama-rama I was talking about, you know, they, they told me to share my life on social media. And in my mind, because I hadn't found a new way to do it yet, it was like the he said, she said of my life. Well, that's how was that helpful, right? And that was kind of where I went. And there were probably even a few blogs back in the day that were pretty much he said, she said, because that's where I was and that's what I thought they wanted me to do. And I didn't understand what they were trying to do was get me to see it from a higher, from a different perspective, from a higher perspective and get out of the drama of it. But that was, that was the point of that process. So slowly, through lots of tarot cards and lots of writing, lots of blogging, I get a lot, a lot, a lot of information in my blogs. I channel. When I write those blogs, I'm channeling. I'm channeling everything. And so I get a, I get a hit from a tarot cards or whatever, and then it's like, okay, go, you know, and I, I get the idea that I need to write about it, obviously, because that's what gives me clarity. So then I come and I sit and I write a blog and it gives me clarity and that's magic. These are processes that have developed over time. This isn't where I started, right? I, I started with, with writing sort of, the writing changed, it evolved. I, I went into he said, she said, I was talking about energy for a while, like planetary energy and stuff. And I still bring it up every so often because sometimes there's a lot going on, like right now, right? We've had like, I don't know how many solar flares in the last uh, 48 hours to uh, 72 hours. It's just been nuts. So the planetary energy is wild, right? It's absolutely wild. Plus we have a new moon going on, which is just, it's, it's insane. Like it's just insane. So, um, so there's that, you know, I still, I still talk about it. I still pay attention to it. Sometimes it, it still comes up every now and then when it, when it's, when it's worth mentioning. So, you know, but I, a lot of that was hiding. I had to learn how to come out. I had to learn how to show up in the world. I had to learn, I had to start to learn things. And, and so what started to happen was I began to understand myself within the experiences I would figure out later. I began to understand 
intuitively at a higher level what I was actually doing and the process that I was actually in. I was starting to get glimpses of what the process was for myself, my own healing process. What am I actually doing? And you really don't have to be a brain surgeon here to figure out that the process was for me to deal with the behaviors, the patterns, the ideas, the beliefs that I have in the present moment, period, <laughs> right? So I wasn't, I wasn't healing. At no point did I ever go back and cry about what happened when I was six. At no point did I ever, did I ever go back and, and do what a lot of people call deep healing. I, I was never ever told to sit and cry about my childhood for 10 hours. Like that never became a thing. It, it just, it, it never, it never did. Did I understand how the behaviors that I was displaying now came about, where they came from? Well, of course, yes. I had mental clarity, but I, at no point was I ever told to go back and cry about my childhood for two weeks, right? It, it never happened. And, and that's the point. So I don't talk about deep healing a whole bunch because when you first experience the trauma, when you first experience the event, and for me, it wasn't one single event. There were lots of little messages and ideas and, and there were some bigger events in there for sure, but there, there were, you know, I lost a baby and stuff like that, right? So there, there were bigger events in there for sure. But the original traumas, the, the things that happened were those things I dealt with when they happened, more or less, right? Not always. Sometimes I buried them and I would, they, they would, they would come out in spectacular fashion years down later when I, years down the road when I would pop like a cork. Yes, those happened. Those things happened. But ultimately, I would deal with that trauma and that pain. It would all kind of come out. So there was no reason to go back to it, which, so I didn't. I didn't ever go back to it. I could connect what I was doing or how I was being in my present self with something that had happened before, but there was no reason to go back to the thing that had happened before and be like, okay, I need to heal this. It was like, let's just fix this present thing that's going on. And that's what I started to do. And, and as I understood what was going on and what I was doing, it started to frame what I was teaching. So now I have little phrases, right? Like being aware of yourself within the experience. So you're seeing yourself almost like a, a, a game piece. You see yourself as this avatar moving around in the world and you see where you are in the experience and you understand what's happening and how you got there. And you sort of, you begin to see, now I have some clairvoyance, so I read the last chapter of the book before it ever, <laughs> right? So I, I have the ending, right? So, so that makes it interesting, but I don't see the path in between. So I see where I am and I see where I need to get to was basically where I was going with that, but I don't necessarily see anything in the middle. So, so that's, that's an interesting one to play with, right? Because then I know the outcome. So then the job for me is to sort of get okay with where I am, remove the fear of making a change or ending up where I want to go and just be okay. 
learn to just be okay and let people off the hook, let myself off the hook, accept life as it is, accept the past as it was, all of those things, right? So I'm not blaming my childhood self for anything. I'm not arguing with my 20-year-old self that made some crap choices. I'm not even arguing with my 40-year-old self that also made crap choices, right? Like I'm just not, I'm not arguing with any of that. The person that she was did things because she didn't know how to do anything differently. She didn't know how to do it better. She didn't have what I have sitting here right now talking to you. She didn't have all of that. So she couldn't make better choices. She just was where she was. And that's okay. Did that hurt people sometimes? Yes, absolutely. It did hurt people. Right? Can I go back and fix that? No. Can I take that pain away from them now? No. They are responsible for themselves at this point because they have to be. That sounds mean, doesn't it? Because you're all thinking, but she should be ridden with guilt because of all of these mistakes that she made and all of the people that she hurt. And it's like, you know what? At the time, I did the best I could with what I had and where I was. And that's enough. That's okay. It just is. And I accept that, right? And the acceptance goes a step further too, because I'm not only okay with those individual things that happened along the way, I understand that all of those things led me to the path that bring me to where I am now. I needed each and every one of those crappy choices that I made. I needed each and every one of all the people that I hurt along the way, I needed all of that to get to here. None of this happens without all of that. And because of how much I love what I get to do every day right now, it is really hard for me to be in regret about things that I know needed to happen to get me here. It is really hard for me to be upset about my past when I know I needed every experience in order for me to be able to be here doing this in this way. So all of that to say and to come to sort of what's the premise of what I teach? Where did this all kind of come from? The idea is that the deep healing 20 years later, 30 years later, 40 years later, 50, it doesn't work. You crying your eyes out over things that happened 30 years ago does not help you anymore. It solves nothing. You're not getting anywhere. So when you cry it out and you're and, and the, the experience happens and you cry it out and you do the trauma, you do the grief, you have the experience, whatever is connected to that, that's fine. And then there's a next phase in the journey because after that, at some point, now you have to get okay with what is, right? And what was, so we have to be okay with the past. We have to stop arguing with it. But more often than not, people hang out in blame, shame, and guilt and victimization. We hang out in those spaces. So then what happens? It keeps us stuck and we keep attached to this issue. And we start to create behaviors, patterns, beliefs, and ideas, and habits out of our pain. 
shame will make you do things a certain way because there's shame there. There's Shame is essentially fear in disguise, but it will make you do things. Guilt will do the same thing to you. So will, uh, so will blame. It will do the same things to you. And victimization. They all cause and they all create certain ways of being for each individual. And they're individual to everybody, but they will create ways of being. You will live from those things if you carry them around with you. So that sets up all those crazy habits. It sets up all those crazy ideas. So for me, the core, the core wound, the core thing was powerlessness, right? It was, I didn't, I, I didn't have power. I had no confidence and I had given away my spine. And, and so it was like, I had, I was living from this sense of, I'm not making my own choices. People are telling me how to live. I was living by committee. So I had all kinds of habits and ways of being that were connected to this idea that I had no power. But I didn't have to go back and heal the trauma from when I was five. I didn't have to heal all the messages. I didn't have to heal all the individual experiences. What I actually needed to do was just heal the behaviors that were in the present moment. The things that were causing me trouble in the here and now. I may have made the mental connection to something back there and that's fine. That allows understanding. That gives you the kind of bigger picture. It allows you to put the puzzle together. But when you use it and then you say, well, I got to go back and heal that thing that actually keeps you stuck. It keeps you in it because you can't heal that thing. It's so attached to all these behaviors, ideas, beliefs, habits, patterns that you have that there's no way for that thing to go anywhere. Think of a think of a hot air balloon that's got like a thousand cords tied to it. The thing's not going anywhere, right? That thing ain't taken off. Not until you cut all the cords. Not until you release it, right? Well, that's your core major wound. That's your trauma experience. That's whatever it is for you, right? That's the thing. That hot air balloon is the thing. And you've got a thousand cords tied to it because you have all these ideas and patterns and things that you live from, that you actively live from. You're actively living from your trauma, even though you're not aware of it. And so the goal is to fix and heal and change all of those beliefs and ideas and things that you have so that you stop living from the trauma. And then when you finally stop living from the trauma, then the trauma just kind of floats away like a helium balloon. There is no more work to do with the pain when you deal with all of the behaviors and all of the ways that you live from, you still live from the trauma today. That's it. That's the premise. That's what I teach. How did I come to that? Intuitively. I didn't make it up in my head. It came to me intuitively. It came to me through writing blogs, through beginning to understand my own process, to seeing myself, from seeing myself within my own experience as kind of an avatar looking down on myself, watching myself go through the motions of life and understanding what was happening and why it was happening. So it is mostly through writing and through my tarot and then through writing about what I get in my tarot that 
has allowed me to come to where I am. But it's been a process. Did I make it up in my head? Nope. Came to me intuitively. Over time, as I began to heal and understood that what I was doing was not crying my eyes out about things that had happened years ago. What I was doing was actually fixing present day ideas, behaviors, beliefs, patterns, habits, thoughts, ways of being. That's what I was fixing. And those things can include blame, shame, guilt, victimization, and fear. And then it all connects together. Then it all connects together. That's how I came to this, was through this idea of watching myself navigate life and understanding what was going on and how everything connected together. So every time I have a new experience these days, every time something happens, I'm showing up and I'm sharing with you and I'm not sharing the drama of he said, he said, she said. I'm sharing the experience at a higher level. What am I doing? Why am I doing that? Because that's how I gain clarity. I allow you to see me navigate the experiences of my life so that you can see what it looks like when you kind of watch yourself go through the motions. So that hopefully, eventually, you, can, you too can get up out of it and start to see. Right? So yeah, I've come up with all kinds of goofy analogies and things like that now because it's fun, right? Because I talked about helicopters and trees and things like that, right? And it's cool. Right? So for those of you that have never heard that one before, the trees are the life that you live. The trees are the people and the things around you. They are the drama-rama. This is the 3D reality. It is the density. It is the experience. And it's that word density that gave me the idea of a forest. That is dense, right? The, so that's the experience. That's, the, that's where that analogy came from. And then the idea of if you get up and out of that density, if you get up and out of the forest and the trees and you look down on that forest from a helicopter, it's the only way you're going to get up there, you look down on that forest from the helicopter and you get to see the path and where things are and how things got there and what happened and you get to see it. You get this bird's eye view of what's going on and you get to see everything that's happened and you get to see how everything got to where it is and you get to see the path in front of you, you get to see your way out. And that is what we want. So when you come to me, when I work with you privately now, what do I do? Privately used to be just a lot of me holding space and moving energy. That's what, that's what my sessions used to be, just a lot of me holding space and, and moving energy for you, channeling your transitioned loved ones, doing all of those kinds of things. That's, that's, what, that's what the sessions used to be. Now what are the sessions? I bring you up in the helicopter. I airlift you up and out of your stuff and I show you what it looks like and why it is that way. My intuitive gift allows me to take the drama-rama that you want to bring to me and see it up above. I can take anything that you give me, fit it into my little paradigm of how the world works, and look down on it and show you 
what's actually going on and allow you to see it differently and more clearly and then move forward with that. And that's the point, right? So I'm not telling you what you want to hear. I don't sugarcoat shit. I tell you what you need to hear. I'm going to give you the truth. You're not going to like it, but I'm going to give that to you because that's what you deserve. You deserve that truth, not from a mean, I'm trying to hurt your feelings kind of a way, right? Sometimes my guides are pretty dang blunt, quite frankly, right? But from a perspective of you need that in order to see it differently and in order to understand what's going on, you know, and it, it took a while that, that that's not something that comes easy. It, you know, I, I had to kind of gain a little, a little, a little strength, a little courage to be able to get to a place. You can hear the puppy gain a perspective, gain some courage there to be able to kind of go, okay, I need to, I need to say these things. I need to say these things so that people have what they need from me because it's not fair if I withhold those things. And so that, that there was a point to that. So as I've gained the courage to be able to keep, to be able to give you more of the truth and, and be a little more blunt myself, that has also helped, right? So the sessions with me, if you haven't had one in a long time, they've changed dramatically over time, right? Because I've come into this awareness of how this all fits together. And so now I'm actually able to, to, to help you get out of the stuff because now I see it differently. And I, I understand how I can use my intuitive gifts now and the energy healing to really help, right? So do I still do energy healing? Of course, right? I still pull people's energy. I still have to clear the, what I call the fog, right? So it's, it's the stuff that people pick up from other people. Everybody does it. Clear the fog away. Everybody, I can see clearly now. Okay, here we go. Great song. I can see everything now. And now I can begin to help. I clear things away. I can pull things from you. I can use the energy to do different things depending on how sensitive you are. But really the goal is to allow you to feel the way you want to feel, to give you the experience of that, right? I can do it energetically. I can give you the experience of what it would feel like if, <laughs> but then you have to, in order to maintain that, there's a lot of work you got to do on the backside, right? You're probably not going to maintain that for very long and that's okay. It just means there's healing to do, right? I'm going to show you the stuff, but it's your job to go off and do it because as good as I am now, I can't do it for you. You have to do it yourself as you know, I, I just, I can't, I can't do everything for people, right? You still have to heal yourself as good as I've gotten. I still can't do it for you. It is still your job. So anyway, all of that is the story. That's how I kind of ended up here. That is the about me, as it were. I do offer private coaching, folks. I do offer one-off, one-hour sessions, if you would like. I, I do offer, my, my space is open, you know. Uh, I can handle another probably three to five, maybe six people for private coaching in one-off sessions, if you are interested. I am slowly opening up my calendar a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more to allow more people in because I really enjoy the process 
So if that is something that you are interested in, you can check out my website. I will put that link down below for you in the description of this podcast episode, whatever platform you are listening on. And I want to thank you so much for listening. It has been so much fun for me to do this. 46 or so episodes in, this is a lot of fun. I really love my Monday mornings and my Thursday mornings getting to talk and share with all of you the different things that come up. So thank you so, so much for listening, everybody. I appreciate you. This is Laura Bungars with Spirituality Unpacked. Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share on your way out the door today. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Have an amazing weekend. Stay out of trouble. And I will talk to you again on Monday. Bye for now. This has been Spirituality Unpacked with Laura Bungars. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Thanks so much for listening.